From the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between, this is the 5050 Podcast, presented by Physical Athletics. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, as well as an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's a special edition of the 5050 podcast presented by Physical Athletics, our proud partners, Physical Athletics. They are doing some amazing things. For those of you located in the local area of the Borderland region here in El Paso, you can find them at 2270 Joe Battle Boulevard. Again, you've heard me say it time and time again. Their director of strength and conditioning, Coach Armando Aguilar, and his staff. They're doing some cutting-edge stuff. They are applying science to your game. All right, so whether you are a middle middle school, high school, college athlete, post-college athlete, an aspiring pro, they are the ones to see here in the Borderland region. Again, you can find them locally at 2270 Joe Battle Boulevard. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Physical Athletic. That's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L Athletic. And you can also find them at their website, physicalathletics.com. So I mentioned very special edition of the 5050 podcast as we've, we're here. We've entered the, uh, the, the, the big tournament, the grand tournament, the UIL state playoffs. Uh, this past weekend, we had the, uh, both Thursday and Friday, last Thursday and Friday, was the, uh, the opening rounds, the opening round, the bi-district round of the state playoffs. And boy, was it a wild one. Uh, multiple, uh, multiple number ones on both the boys' and girls' side falling. And uh, yeah, definitely some upsets for sure. And also setting up some very, very interesting, almost some, some regional semifinal or regional final worthy matchups that are going to be taking place in the next round, the area round, which will start uh, as early as next Monday, uh, March 29th. And with the bulk of the uh, area round taking place on Tuesday, March 30th. So to, uh, to be able to cover a lot of this, what we're going to go ahead and do is this is going to be our first episode in a, the first in a four part, kind of a four part series. Uh, and it's going to be titled completely different. This will be inside Texas high school soccer, uh, the state playoffs, uh, state playoffs edition. So this is, this will be episode one. And I'm delighted to have from uh, from our good friends that we collaborate with quite a bit, the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, uh, Coach uh, Coach Rafa Rafa C. You, he's uh, his Twitter handle. You can find him at. He's got a very cool uh, Twitter handle at Papa Soccerites, um, and as well as you can find uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable's uh, Twitter handle. You can find more information and what they do. Their podcast, which are normally on Mondays. And on occasion on Wednesdays at SATX Soccer. Again, at SATX Soccer. So we're excited to have him. We're going to dive in. We're going to look at, uh, we're going to talk all things, by, uh, all things Texas high school soccer in terms of the by district. We'll look at some, uh, some surprises, some results, some prize results, some results that maybe we expected that are now setting up incredible second round matchups in the area round. And then we will uh, we will continue from there. So very excited to have him. He'll be joining us shortly. So 
For our listeners, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Armando Aguilar, Director of Strength and Conditioning at Physical Athletics. If you want to take your game to the next level, come to Physical Athletics. Our experienced staff of strength and conditioning coaches bases all of their training programs on a proven successful philosophy and years of research and scientific data. From middle school to the professional level, come see how we apply science to your game to help you improve your performance and reduce your risk of injury. To learn more, visit Physical Athletics online at physicalathletics.com. Check them out at Facebook and Instagram at Physical Athletics and visit them today, 2270 Joe Battle. And welcome back to the 50-50 Podcast presented by Physical Athletics, our proud partners, Physical Athletics. You can find them on all social media platforms at Physical Athletic, that's F-Y-Z, I-C-A-L, Athletic. And you can also find them on their website, at physicalathletics.com. So welcome, a very, very special episode. This is our Inside Texas High School, or let me rephrase that, Inside hashtag TXHSSOC for Texas High School Soccer. Uh, The playoffs, Inside the Texas High School Soccer State Playoffs, we have a very special guest, a friend of mine, Coach Rafa, Rafa C, Rafa, Rafa Castorena, he is, uh, you can also find him, I'll let him introduce uh, introduce himself, where you can find him. He's doing some fabulous things, and where he's a former uh, Texas high school soccer coach as well, current club coach. Uh, he knows the game, knows what he's talking about, especially as it relates to high school soccer, uh, and we're lucky to have him. Rafa, how are you? Pretty good. How are you doing, coach? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So the first thing I want to ask you, thank you for being with us. Uh, uh, thank you. First thing I got to ask right off the bat, so... Tell me a little bit about this uh, this Twitter handle, this this uh, at Papa Sakuritis. I, I love it, yeah. but I, I want to hear a background story on this. The the background story from it um, uh, is I got it from actually from a, a band from Sweden. I'm into rock music, and the persona of the singer, his real name is Papa Emeritus, and I like kind of thought, you know what, may I kind of play with it with the soccer stuff because I had another Twitter handle. And I, I was remember telling Harry, you know what, I'm going to change it up. And so that's how I got this. You know what, I'm going to do like a Latin version of soccer. So I'm going to put Papa Sakuritis. I think that flows with it. So I know Harry gets a kick out of that. So that's that's the background on my on my, on my Twitter handle. All right. Awesome. And and coach, for our listeners, um, the ones that are wondering, all right, who's uh, who's this Papa Sakuritis guy? Um, tell us a little bit more about uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, what you do for them. And then if you can expand a little bit on your background as a uh, Texas high school soccer coach. Well, for the San Antonio soccer round table, because like, you can find us also, like I said, on Twitter, uh, SATX soccer. Uh, we usually do shows on Mondays, sometimes maybe Wednesdays, but mostly it's on Mondays around about 7 p.m. Uh, our focus is to showcase uh, San Antonio soccer from the kids level, like the club soccer you know, all the way to San Antonio FC. As you can see, I have the SAFC flag behind me. And then we also talk about little things like a USL as as a whole, but mostly it's a focus on, we want to showcase our talent, you know, whether it's the pros, the semi-pros, the colleges, high schools, the clubs, it's all about, you know, San Antonio soccer. And when we so we're proud, you know, to be, you know, one of the top top podcasts for that to showcase all that talent. So, so we're proud of that. And right now we're like, I said, in the middle of the high school playoffs, you know, that's exciting for us. 
No, we had a big. I don't know you came on the show last week. We got a good, a good three hour show. Yeah. So that that was fun. So yeah, that was. So I think needed, we got a lot of positive uh, feedbacks. Needed some endurance for that show. Yeah, I yeah. think we all needed our bang energy or a Red Bull for that one. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of as which, far as, speaking mm-hmm. of which, a little uh, here's a little plug right there. Huh? Bang energy drinks. I, I like uh, the Pina Colada one. That's my favorite one. Yeah, no, I'm a cherry blade lemonade right now. Blade. That's what I got going on. Here, so it's one of the few times I've came. It used to be my vice, you know, uh, energy drinks. And I really, I was doing great, actually, believe it or not, during the pandemic until the soccer season started. <laughs> and then, and then it was like full steam ahead again, uh, actually mainly just on game days. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and I've dialed it down again quite a bit. Now it's just on. Now it's just whenever we're doing a recording for the podcast. So at least so I tell myself and my wife, my wife uh, continues to remind me. So, um, uh, all right, coach. So tell us a little bit more. Uh, obviously you have a, you have a pretty extensive background in, in the game, coaching the game. And also part of that um, is being a, a high school soccer coach here in the state of Texas. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm originally from Dorio, Texas. That's my hometown. Uh, I was military brat. That was in the Air Force, so we settled there, and I started coaching uh, around 18, started out coaching my youngest brother's team, and first year, we ended up winning that Western District title for the for Division Three soccer, and and then 20 years later, <laughs> still coaching. Then I got into high school soccer, got to coach my alma mater. I was part of that program for a good seven years, won a couple district titles, won play, playoffs, and then took a year off. There's some things, you know, things happen, you know, uh, but then I got to, now I work for the university of Houston, Victoria. That's my main job. Now I work, I do student recruitment for mm-hmm. central and West Texas. So I do cover El Paso as well. Right, right. Um, and then I got the, I went to a, actually a friend of our, a mutual friend went to a trial for club America when they had their Academy in San Antonio. And I asked her, Hey, do you guys need a coach? I said, sure. We need one. We need a one for you 10. And, 10 years later, it's a nothing but success, you know, coaching club soccer. Um, uh, actually, I had four, actually five of the boys that started with me, stayed with me all the way to their senior year. So I'm very, very proud of that and awesome. proud, you know, great parents support. And I know we changed, co- I also got to coach with um, with Texans for a while. Um, then I switched over to, we did a little, little independent and then we switched over to uh Ime, which is part of Mission City Soccer they're in south, south side of San Antonio and we just had a lot of success with those coaching those kids and pr- probably had the best group of boys that can ever coach you know very coachable uh loving the death now they're all grad some are about to uh, actually graduate a lot of them graduated last year uh, a couple of them are graduating this year but they're doing great things you know one thing about those kids you know you know kind of being like a like a big brother to them making sure they stay out of trouble a lot of them are going to school uh, some doing really well academically at a couple of them got academic full ride scholarships. And so I, I couldn't be more proud of that, but you know, it, it, it's fun. Like I said, I do have a, as far as my background is, I do have a USF national D license, national youth license and the, and the, now the United soccer coaches, uh, national, the, the level three goalkeeping license. So hopefully I can get an opportunity to do the C license in the future. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's a great, that's a great insight. So in case we're wondering who we're talking to and his background covering the game at multiple levels, uh, especially being a former Texas high school soccer coach, uh, now, now our listeners have a better idea. And 
I'm excited to announce that uh, over the next, this is going to kind of be a little, maybe three, maybe four part series over the next, uh, over the next couple of weekends. So we're excited to have mm -hmm. you on here, coach. Thank you. Um, and we'll, what we may do is in one of the next episodes, maybe have you dive in a little bit more into your job as, as a student, a student recruiter for the mm -hmm. University of Houston, Victoria. Um, so for some of our listeners across the state or you really even nationally, um, so they kind of have an idea. You can tell us a little bit more about the, about that campus, about that school. Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to dive right in coach. Um, so what are, <laughs> what are your initial thoughts on a wild, very wild, uh, opening by district round, uh, this past Thursday and Friday across the state of Texas? There are some shockers out there. Um, you know, there are some teams that we normally know that are perennial powers that, have won state championships or at least are contenders every year, get knocked off in the first round. That, that was a surprise. And that was in quite a few of the regions out there. But it comes to show that, you know, you do need to come out and be ready to play. That's that's something I remember when I coached high school. Even in club, you said you always got to be prepared for any opponent. You can't take them for granted, whether they're one seed, four seed, three seed, two seed, it, it don't matter if they made the playoffs, they made it for a reason, you know? And so a lot, a lot of shockers out there from, from this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I think uh, there was probably, I don't know, it, it's, you know, it's tough because we don't want to, I mean, we could stay here probably for a couple of hours to discuss. There was easily probably at least a good, and easily dozen, you know, dozen to maybe 15 kind of really eye opening results. Um, but if you could coach, maybe hit on um, hit on maybe one or two, uh, regardless of classification, pick the classification mm -hmm. you like. Doesn't matter whether from 4A to 6A, um, but maybe one or two on the boys side and maybe one or two on the girls side that got your uh, that maybe got your uh, your attention. The one that got me my attention was for 6A boys region one was the. Uh the the Allen game versus Flowermont, which Flowermont was still considered technically the defending state champions because we didn't have a state champion the last right, year. Right, right. That was a surprise there, you know. And you know, I thought I, I knew that game could have gone either way, but the way Allen beat them, you know, they beat them four to one. That that was that was a surprise. Uh, even in Region Four, I think the big surprise was was the 6A boys was Reagan falling down in, p in penalty kicks yeah, to the yeah, Rifles. Yeah. Um, Reagan had been – I know they started sluggish little in the beginning of the year, but once they got to district, they were probably one of the hottest teams here in, in the region for four, region four. And I thought they were like, okay, this is one team you probably don't want to play because they're peaking at the right time. But I think the Rifles caught them on the right – you know, at a bad night and ended their season on, on the, on the last penalty kick. Right. And again, that was uh, the region four, uh, region four, six, a matchup between San Antonio Reagan and uh, the new Braunfels. One of my favorite mascots, the new Braunfels unicorns. Right? You got to love that. That's my daughter's favorite. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, it kind of goes without saying, so uh, I am going to uh, throw you throw uh, one at you that we kind of got the, uh, a shout out, kind of a question right before we went on air. And that was uh, at Mr. Bowtie 1982. He was talking about the uh, that score between 
San Antonio Clark and Clements uh, that ended in a 8-0, uh, 8-0 final. Uh, I don't know if anybody quite quite saw that coming. Uh, maybe some people would say they did, but I don't know. In a in a state playoff, 6A, that's pretty tough to see happening, I think. What, what, are, what were your thoughts on that one? That one was a surprise because um, I know I've had those, you know, we have a top 10 there for this, you know, for the round table. We do it almost every show. And I had, you know, mostly Clark was pretty much there the whole year. Uh, Clemens, they were about, they would come in and out, you know, and, but that, I can tell you that, that, that district 2868 for the girls is probably the, one of the toughest districts in the state. You got about maybe seven caliber teams that can make the playoffs. Right. And then and I think Clark was just battle tested and to put eight goals on Clemens, it was, was, a, was a shock. And, you know, I'm sure who, you know, the, the next game for Clark, which is, I think it's going to be, uh, I'm going to try to look at my little sheet here. I think they're going to play Ron Rock. I think Ron Rock better look out because, and not take them lightly. Uh, if Clark can win this next game, you can consider them a, a, a contender. I know, I know, um, uh, we have like Travis and also uh, Steele on the other end of that bracket. Right. Uh, so you, we, you, they cannot take Clark lightly if they get past, you know, Round Rock of the next round. So that's let they're now they're now a dark horse in, in this in this playoffs for the six A girls for Region yeah. Four. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I mean, you're so spot on with the um, the District Twenty Eight Six A in uh, women's soccer. It's just, I mean, it's it's murderers row. You know, you had. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, a couple episodes back, we had Coach uh, Eric Stolhansky from uh, from Lee, right? And uh, also shout out to uh, to my buddy, the Boz, Coach Boswell, uh, his assistant there at Lee. Um, a team of that caliber, and they were on. They, you know, they came up short, weren't able to qualify for the playoffs. That just that's such an eye opener with a team that that's that's that good. And obviously, th- this is a tough year across the board to gauge in terms of COVID. In, and then injuries on top of mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, everybody has to deal with that, but some some more than others. But it just kind of speaks to when I, when I see certain teams like that, um, it just speaks to the quality, the depth, the strength of the district. Um, so, um, so whenever some people are filling out their brackets, and this is something that we discussed on uh, back on Wednesday on the SA Soccer Roundtable, is that you can't just look at you can't just go chalk on these uh, on these brackets, right? You can't just say the uh, the winner of one district, the number one seed, is playing a four seed in the by district round. So therefore, you know that it's going to be the number one seed all day. It's going to be the number two seed over the number three seeds because I think as we all know, and then or we need to be reminded is that not all districts are the same. Not all no. districts are equal. That's for sure. So, all right. So. Uh, um, Let's talk a little bit more, uh, some some Region 4 and some Region 1 talk, Coach. I know you hit on some of it already, but is there any uh, – what are your thoughts on those, you know, Region 4 being the uh, the greater San Antonio and Austin area, South Texas area, and then Region 1 being the North Texas, the Plains, and then way out here where I am, out in far west Texas, El Paso. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, this by district weekend – uh, for region one, region four. 
All right, Coach, I know you hit on it a little bit uh, not too long ago in terms of uh, some hi highlighting a couple of matchups within Region 4 and Region 1. But let's dive in maybe a little bit more uh, as it as it pertains to Region 4, because I know that's that's the bread and butter. That's what you deal with every day. Mm -hmm. And I know you're very familiar with uh, where I'm at as well. And, and you can throw things uh, my way a little bit as far as Region 1 goes as well. Uh Let's talk a little bit, some some Region 4, some Region 1 talk. What are, what are your thoughts on that, not only from the by-district round, but now going into, uh, kind of going into the area round? Well, one, one other surprise, like we mentioned about the, the, the Clark Clemens game, there was another surprise that you mentioned, touched on, about the, about the seeding. Um, the Johnson girls defeated the uh, Spencer Valley girls in PKs. And I had Spencer Valley as my top team in our top 10. They hadn't lost the whole year. And maybe everybody favored Spencer Valley to maybe go through and get maybe to the third round. Maybe a showdown with Reagan, hope possibly with Reagan. And nobody saw it coming that, you know, the, the Johnson girls would, would pull off the upset. So that was a surprise for Region 4 on the girls' side. But I think everything else kind of came came through. I, saw, I was at attendance at the Taff and Del Rio game, uh, Dorio kind of surprised them there, you know, taking the lead and uh, kind of was amused to see that they started parking the bus a little, a little too early, and but Taft just kept on going, going, and they got, they got, they got a big victory. Uh, I think the only team from 36A that got a victory was was Alexander, and that was a little surprise because they only lost, only won one zero, and it just showed that John, John Jay gave them a really good game. Um, so that could have go either way. Uh, now on the boys' side, I think the other shocker was uh, Ray, the, like I said, the Reagan boys losing to New Braunfels uh, in penalty kicks, and you know that that was a surprise there. Uh, another, well, I think one of the key games also for the Austin area was uh, Westlake and Vandegrift. That was like a rematch from a, for a previous game, um, like a preseason game, and Vandegrift was able to get the winner. Uh, they're at Westlake, and so that's a sub of a showdown for an area round for the San Antonio League, which is our works. Probably is my favorite to win the Region 4 boys for 6A. Uh, the game's going to be at Comelander Stadium, and I know they faced once before. Vandergrave got the best of them, beating them 4 0, but I have a feeling I think Lee's going to get, uh, you know, they're, they're focused, they're ready. I think they want a little payback, and it's going to be an exciting game on Tuesday night there at Comlander at 8. Yeah, yeah, very, uh, you know, two different, those you can argue that, obviously, along with Vandy, that Lee, San Antonio Lee is also, I mean, both teams very different. It's it's hard to, um, it's hard to compare an early season, an early season non-district January match versus a late March slash early April you know, play a state playoff match for sure. So, and I know Lee, you know, Lee's definitely found themselves and their, their pedigree kind of speaks for itself. And, uh, but yeah, it should be an incredible matchup. Um, I actually have that on the boys side. I have that. And um, for me personally uh, on the boys side, there's two matchups. They're almost, that's probably one. And then the other one, that's one a, it's going to take place also on, uh, on Tuesday uh, out at uh, Lubbock Christian University. I know you and I were speaking about it, which mm -hmm. is going to be the the uh, South Lake Carroll versus uh, El Paso East Lake matchup. That should also be a very very good matchup. So looking excited to those, looking excited for those, or looking forward to those, I should say. 
Um, so yeah, so you know we've talked, you know we've talked. Uh, you've mentioned some shockers or some, you know maybe some results. But what was, what would you say, um, when you look back on it, non six A, what were maybe some of the top results or top kind of eye openers, if for lack of better words, if we don't want to use the word shocker or upset, um, maybe in the uh, the lower classification brackets in 4a and 5a was there are there any that come to mind well actually for 5a girls here in san antonio the one that was real eye-opening was uh floresville defeating jefferson and uh, jefferson had ran the gauntlet through their district uh 20 27 uh, 5a went undefeated in their district had 20 wins and I really expected them to, you know, take care of business this game. I know in the area around was probably going to be their one true, first two tests, but when I saw the results of that, I was very surprised about that. You know, the Florida was able to to knock them off. Um, also, in the five A girls, uh, we had a couple powerhouses early on: Cedar Park versus Alamo Heights. Yeah, uh, that game can go either either way, uh, but Cedar Park was able to knock them off. Um, you know, in that, in that game. And as far as the boy, you know, the boys side, there was a couple of them. Uh, actually the Alamo Heights boys also lost to Eastview and that, that was going to your back and forth. I did get some info on that. Uh, uh, Alamo Heights was down four starters because of injuries. So mm. that could have affected a little bit of the result, but, you know, I know, you know, I've gave credit to Eastview. And like I said, they're a good team. You know, they've made it to the state tournament in the past. And they got a good. They're gonna. Have, they're gonna. They got a showdown with Southwest, who's our who was our number one and for five A rankings. And this is probably gonna be the true test for the Southwest boys. Uh, I'm not too. You know, as far as their district, I'm not very convinced. It's a very strong district, and this could be that one game that, you know, yeah, I guess you got to point out so this. You could still, you know, could see an upset here. I think I think District 25 5A is a lot a little bit more stacked compared to you know 28 5A as far as you know run, kind of running the gauntlet through, through that district and then you got the Valley. Actually, last night I got well yesterday afternoon I got to see uh, Sherryland and Bronzo Lopez. Uh, Lopez was about to win that game, but Sherryland came back and won in a double overtime. So you got to watch to watch out for them. You got Bronzo Porter. Uh, so a lot of the teams that we did predict for 5A, you know, they're most of them are, are moving on. You know, Valley View, I, I think that's that's one of my dark horses there so mm-hmm. that would go through. Um, uh, we also have Dripping Springs. Like I said, they got a good you know right. pedigree as far as playing. Um, and then 4A girls, I think right now the advantage is because um, the Dripping Spring girls have a good shot. But don't sleep on McAllen. I, I think the McAllen girls, I know a couple years ago they they shocked the the 6A. Going to state, I think they were the first Valley team from the yeah to make the state tournament in six A. So don't be, don't sleep on the five A girls from McAllen. I think they may be a contender to get into the state tournament. Yeah, I remember that. I think that was uh, was that twenty is that 2018, 2017? I think so. I think that was yeah somewhere. Yeah, I do remember that because I re- I remember catching part of that game there. I think that regional final at Blossom. Yeah, so. Um, you know, there's there's the one team down in that area that I'm that I'm really big on, and I know we mentioned it. We talked about it last week on the uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, uh, the uh, Juarez Lincoln, right? Yes. Uh, 
that's a very special group. Uh, and yeah, and you hit on, you know, Dripping Springs, but I mean, both of their sides, right? Both their boys and girls and their girls. Uh, that's another brutal district, you know, that the, the girls play in. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's pretty incredible. So, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, how these matchups are looking. And, and sometimes a little bit is obviously, you know, in your run to state, you have to, um, obviously you have to be good, but it also helps when you, you get a little lucky along the way. That's what things yeah. kind of go fall your way a little bit. So, yeah, so that'll be very interesting. Yeah, one interesting matchup I do see for the 6A boys from around the Valley is going to be actually Harlan, the Harlan boys from San Antonio playing Harlingen South. I mm, uh, did okay. watch – they catch the Harlingen South game last night. They struggled, and I saw the kind of the style of play. They were forcing balls, trying to play a lot of the long ball. And they, were, they got lucky to take it to overtime and then got the winner, and I think the second overtime, a little long ball. They cannot play that way against Harlan. Uh, Harlan's a good possession team. Uh, I know Harlan got a little wake-up call against Lurie United South because they were down. Right. But they were able to pull that off. Right, right. So that's a that's one of the interesting matchups for down in the Valley. Uh, you have, like I said, Los Fresnos boys also kind of got a little wake-up call too. You know, so a lot of the teams that got put on kind of thought they were going to get a little cakewalk in the first round. You know, a lot of them got little wake-up calls that hey, you know, we need to get serious come the second round because there's some good second round matchups coming up so we're taking some uh, not live obviously uh, we're not live here but we're taking some uh, some questions thoughts uh, on live on twitter right now as we're recording this and uh your partner in crime there uh harry at at ram at ram in call at what r-a-m-i-n-c-o-l ram and call yeah. short for ram in colorado uh <laughs> he put something out there he said do we want to talk about your brackets? LOL. <laughs> um, I think I think I think he mentioned to me today that I had a lot of green than red. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I know I know I know he mentioned that to me this morning. It's like, hey, it, it didn't look too bad. So, you know, you know, I, I think it's tough to you know for especially like regions that maybe we don't know like two and three since we're not in those areas. You know, sometimes you do go based on maybe the team if you, they've made like runs to state or mm. have a good history path as far as their team, you know, the tradition and so forth. You know, you kind of go that way as far as picking the teams. Right. It's like I said, you you can never know, you know, who you know anything can happen. You know, I've seen it even the state and a state championship. Uh, I think back in two thousand three or four. We had a top-ranked, nationally-ranked Capel boys thinking they're going to walk all, all over Brownsville Porter, and Porter pulls off the upset. So, like I said, anything, anything, like I said, anything can happen. But, you know, we try our best <laughs> to see what we can predict. And so I'm kind of glad yeah. I'm on the positive side for, for this, yeah, for, it's this tough. for this week. It's Yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, for sure. I know – I know uh, talking a little bit of region one out here, my neck of the woods out here in El Paso, we had, um, we had a couple of uh, district champions or, or co-district champions uh, to be fair um, that went down uh, right off the bat and by district. Cause the district, I mean, the districts are just, they're so well balanced out here. And then probably our, our two or not probably for sure. What are our two hottest teams uh, out here in El Paso uh, which both happen to be on the girls' side. At the 6A, uh, you have El Paso Franklin 
they I was actually covering that match on Friday. They uh, they defeated Midland Lee 2-0 in a very that was a very interesting matchup. I mean those those two goals those two goals for Franklin came in about the first 15 minutes of the uh, of the first half. And then it kind of turned into a it turned into a pretty pretty tight, tough, you know, high highly intense physical match. Uh, uh, especially on Midland, Midland Lee did have some some opportunities. You know, they had one um, they had one that went uh, one shot that went right off right off the edge of the right post. I mean, probably two inches to the left, and and it goes in, which would have changed everything, obviously. But uh, but yeah, so. You have that, so they they'll move on. El Paso Franklin will move on, and they'll be playing Eaton in the there in the second round in San Angelo, I believe, uh, at Old Bobcat Stadium there. And then uh, Jefferson, the five A girls, they are not, I think one either. Don't quote me on this. It's either their twelfth or thirteenth consecutive win, and uh, they uh, they advanced as well. So, and I would have to double check who they're playing next. I gotta I gotta double check that verify, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was, it's interesting, you know, just pretty well balanced out here. And uh, I think they were trying to look into it, but I don't know if, if it had ever happened before, but all the six A, so all four seeds, the one through four seed for the El Paso boys schools for uh, at the six A level, they all advanced, which, um, which nobody could really recall if that's ever happened before. So they were trying to verify that. So Pretty uh, pretty good results for the El Paso schools out here, um, and obviously they'll they'll uh, you know El Paso schools they're used to one of the things they pride themselves is on travel. You know they got those frequent flyer miles. You know so uh, so yeah so they'll be ready. They'll be going uh, and in Region One it's brutal. You know you got to all roads point to uh, to DFW, and you, so you're inevitably going to have to travel. So. Uh, so all those teams will obviously take to the road with the majority of them playing either in Lubbock or if not in, uh, in Midland uh, on Tuesday. So, all right, coach, uh, we're going to transition here. We're going to start looking more towards, uh, towards this next coming week, uh, the area round, and then maybe a little bit beyond that, just to, just to what to expect. So uh, stay with us. Uh, I know you're going to stay with us to discuss that for our listeners. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a word from these these sponsors. Sun City Prep Academy is currently accepting registration for its postgraduate and elite youth academy teams for the upcoming training season. For more information, visit our website, www.suncityprep.com. Unlock your potential. Compete at the highest level. Find your future at Sun City Prep Academy. And welcome back to the 5050 Podcast presented by Physical Athletics, our proud partners, Physical Athletics. You can find them on all social media platforms at Physical Athletic, that's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L Athletic, as well as their website at physicalathletics.com. All right, so we're back with Coach Rafa. You can find him on Twitter at, sock, at Papa Saccharitis, right? And uh, yes, also he is... Uh, He's uh, one of the uh, co-hosts for the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, and you can find them also on Twitter at SATX Soccer. Again, that's at SATX Soccer, uh, as well as his co-host, and who's already contributed to the show today, uh, Harry, which you can find him at 
R-A-M-I-N-C-O-L. All right, coach. So um, looking forward now. So I know we do, I know of at least one matchup on Monday. Uh, I know the overwhelming majority will obviously be on Tuesday. Um, I just, I know it's going to be Bernie. I know the Bernie girls and coach Kara, coach Kara Walters, who's a 50, 50 pot alum. So shout out to her. I know they are going to be playing on Monday. I'm trying to recall who they're playing. Do you know that off the top of your head, coach? Uh, that one, I'm not sure. I don't know if it was, um, uh, it was one of the Austin area teams or, or it could be one of the coastal bend teams. I'm not too, too sure. I can, I can yeah, I'm verifying that right now. It's uh, Floresville. Floresville beat Florida. Jefferson. That's why I couldn't remember. Um, Is that the champion or the ch Bernie champion or Bernie high? No, Bernie champion, I should say. Sorry. Okay. Bernie champion. Yeah, that one is Monday, Monday, March 29th, 7 p.m. Central time at Dub, at Dub Fer they're at Dub Ferris, Northside Complex. Uh, right, 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 right in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I know, I know there's I think I came across at least maybe one or two that it was floating around that they were going to be on Monday, but off the top of my head, right. That I know right now, that's the only Monday. I know that's not going to be the only one, but right now off the top of my head, that's the only Monday night matchup I've seen so far. So, um, uh, give us a little bit. So as we look forward to the area round, um, which for the most part, you know, overwhelmingly will take place on Tuesday. Um, Kind of, let's go through a couple of regions. Uh, we can start there in your backyard in Region 4, if you like. Give us kind of what you think the top, maybe top one or two matchups in each region for each. The We'll start with the boys um, that you kind of have. When you, look, when you look at all the regions and you kind of go region by region, maybe give us the one or two matchups in each region that you're, that you're liking, that you're going to kind of really keep a close eye on. Well, the big, the big ones, like I said, is Tuesday night, uh, the Lee and Van Vandergrift boys, 6A. That's, I, I, I can, I can, I'm probably going to be at that game. And I wish they had played that game at Toyota. I, I think they should have played that game at Toyota Field. Not at, not at, they're at Coma Lander. That'd be nice. Uh, that'd be nice. That, that'd be nice. You know, I think the atmosphere, the, or you would have gotten a real soccer atmosphere there. I know, I know the Leaf fans, they, they come out, they come out to the games, they get crazy. They, they, they support their team. Uh, so that's one of the games I'm looking forward to. Um, I know a couple other games coming up. My uh, like you mentioned, Lincoln Juarez, uh, uh, Juarez Lincoln. They they got actually a matchup with my alma, my former alma mater. Mm. I actually got, saw them play okay. on, on Friday. Um, I, I think Lincoln Juarez is just you know you know Juarez Lincoln's are they're just out of class on their own and i, I think the right. show should take care of business pretty special That's, pretty special group yeah yeah, yeah. who uh and for our listeners who are they playing what time and where do you do you have they're any playing like yeah they're playing del rio at on tuesday in laredo Okay. I think at the Student Activity Center for United ISD. So that's I think gotcha. I think it's six o'clock, six or seven o'clock. Okay. All right. Um Anyone else in the other regions that you want to highlight on the boys' side when you look across one, two, and three? I know for four, for five A, and I'm just kind of raising through to my little brackets. Like I said, Southwest versus Eastview. That's that's an intriguing game there. Yeah. And Southwest has to travel to 
uh, Georgetown, and actually is going to be where the field where they have the state championship at. Oh, so that's going to be that was announced. That's going to be at Berkel, oh, they're at Berkelbach Field, huh? Field, yeah. So they're going to have to travel, and this is probably going to be their first test. Yeah. And if they can get by these guys, and you know they'll have another test, but I think so. I think that's going to build confidence for you know for for their for their boys team. Um, another couple of games coming up. Uh, Cedar Park and Lanier. Lanier, um, first time winning district championships since 1985. That's awesome. They want to play awesome. out. They're awesome for those boys. So congrats. Uh, they have a tough one. They got Cedar Park. Um, it's going to be, I think that game is probably going to be, I think, an Alamo Stadium. I, I got to double check on that. But that should be another good game. And then another one and down the valley, we have Veterans Memorial from Brownsville versus Flower Bluff. That's going to be a tough game, too, as well. But I'm going to give the edge for Veterans Memorial. I think they should should pull out the win for the for 5A boys. Yeah. And then yeah. for 4A, for 4A just to mention the 4A, a uh, couple of games coming up. Uh, we have Fredericksburg versus Pleasanton. That's going to be a good one mm-hmm. for the 4A boys. Um, we also have... Hidalgo from the Valley, I think they're probably my favorite to get out of the region. Right. Know, maybe yeah, contend against Bernie, with Bernie High. I remember so I think Hidalgo them. has yeah, – yeah, they got uh, Rio Grande City Grula in that second-round game. Okay. Good. All right. Um, now, um, now, what about – now, when you look at the same thing kind of on the gir- – oh, actually, before we transition to the girls, one thing that I did want to mention um, and for our listeners – Kind of a uh, shout out to uh, Texas Soccer Journal. You can find them on uh, on Twitter at TX Soccer Journal. Uh, they kind of did up a did up a good story or, or tweeted out a good story um, that was covered by the uh, Reporter News there out of Abilene. Um, kind of a, sh- a shout out. They did a nice little piece. A shout out to Snyder High School, who uh, you know, a school that's just in its third year of existence in a you know pretty rural area there in Snyder and uh, they won, they captured their first, uh, their first high school uh, playoff victory in, you know, in school history. And um, so obviously some other schools have done, have done that this year or recently, but what's significant about that story is for those of you, uh, there's a lot of people that really don't necessarily know where Snyder, Texas is. And you're talking about an hour uh, West of Abilene or, uh, and, uh, very rural area, pretty rural area, but it kind of highlights and it speaks to the power and the growth of the sport here in Texas, right? So, uh, so not only do they, you know, it's, like we said, it's a program that's very much in its infancy, still in year three, and already making the playoffs and capturing their first uh, playoff victory. So, you know, shout out to Texas Soccer Journal for covering that story and a shout out to uh, Snyder High School for capturing their first playoff uh, victory. So kudos to them. Great job. Great job, boys. Um, all right, coach. So now on the girls' side, when we go across the regions, what are some, what are some matchups? What are some games you ha- you have your eye on? The ones I have on is I know we have a couple big ones on. I know it's for six A girls. I'm just gonna pull it up. Um, we should be pulling up pretty soon. I know they haven't updated yet for the UIL. <laughs> I wish they could do it pretty sooner. Um, right, right. I think I think we have I think Reagan versus uh, Reagan versus Vandegrift. I think that's actually that game is going to rep me is going to be uh, be at six o'clock there at Comalander as well, right before the league game. Um, Johnson versus uh, I think 
is Austin Westlake. I know Westlake's probably going to be the favorite, but Johnson could pull another upset. You know, you know, then that could and that could happen. So that that's an interesting game there for. Um, and then I know we have one district in San Antonio, which is 29-6A. They have the the kind of like I said the 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 easier kind of maybe the easier path to get into regionals. Uh, you have Brennan versus United from Laredo. I think the Brennan girls should take care of business there. Actually, they, they did win that game. Actually, Brennan versus Harlingen. That's going to be a good game. But I got to give the edge Brennan on that one. Uh, we also have uh, Vela versus uh, Taff. That can go either way. Um, and then we have a couple other ones coming down. Um, Lake Travis, the favorite for Region 4. They got a showdown with Steel. Uh, they can't take uh, take lightly Steel, uh, Lady Steel Knights. Uh, this this is, will be a good game. And we also have, you know, Clark going up against Ron Rock. I think it was Ron Rock, uh, Westwood, I believe. I was trying to see. You know, Ron Rock High. So that should be mm-hmm. another one. Like I said, Ron Rock can't take Clark lightly after after that 8 0 win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so good matchups, except for the, you know, for 6A girls. For 5A, I know some of the teams. Austin's had kind of like the best of best of the San Antonio teams. Uh, we have the Southwest girls hosting Cedar Park, but I'm giving the edge to Cedar Park for the for that girls game. Uh, I think Bernie Champion should take care of business with Floresville. Uh, an interesting matchup: McCallum Memorial versus Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. That's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give that one to, to Vets Memorial from Corpus. I'll give them an edge, and then McCallum versus Victoria West. I think McAllen should take care of business in advance to, to the next round right. for that. And then we have the Dripping Springs, Harlandale. Uh, the one team that might be the the dark horse for 5A is Liberty Hill. And I saw video, yeah. some video on them. Uh, those girls are dynamite. I and was, if they, if they, know, that was that was if you recall, that was the one that I was pretty big on uh, back on Wednesday. Uh, they had one goal that they posted from their by district matchup that was like mm-hmm. a a 30-yard upper 90 screamer. I don't know. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw uh, that one, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, but they're – and, you know, and, and the big thing, what a lot of people are trying to gauge with Liberty Hill is, you know, they're, hey, this is their first year in 5A. How are they How are they going to adapt? How are they going to adjust? And uh, so we'll see. I mean, they're adjusting pretty well so far, right? So uh, – but, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, and then, you know, you, uh, you, you mentioned uh, – you know, steel, uh, steel versus uh, Lake Travis there, and you know that one's you know full disclosure for the fifty fifty podcast. You know we're we're big on uh, you know big support some supporters of the podcast. You have you know Lake Travis obviously their program uh, really good supporters of the podcast, and we appreciate that. So you have them going up against you know a really good high, it's kind of under still underrated steel team, I think. And they have one of the top scores there in the city in San Antonio, the greater San Antonio area in, in, I want to make sure I pronounce her name correctly. So forgive me if I don't, but it's uh, Kalia Agel, Agel. Uh, she's a 2022 out of, uh, out of uh, shirts. Uh, is it shirts? Or, no, it's Cibolo, sorry. Cibolo Steel High School. Um, they're in the greater San Antonio area. So college coaches, she's, and she's had some incredible goals that she's posted this year as well. And uh, one dynamite one against Clemens. So uh, 
So shout out to her, shout out to, uh, to Lake Travis, you know, the Lake Travis women's soccer program as well. So, so selfishly, you know, that one's going to be kind of, uh, that one's going to be tough for, for us here at the 50, 50 podcast to root for more for one versus the other, but we, uh, we wish them the, both the best as well. So, uh, coach, now when you look at, I know you covered region four there, but, uh, on the girls side, are there maybe one or two, when you look at the other regions that, you know, regions one, one, two, and three that stand out to you that really pique your interest? Yeah. Well, region one is a good standout. Cause the, I, I think maybe the Franklin girls, maybe this is their year to break out and, and get that, that second, that second uh, round win and get into the third round. I, I think they're, they're, they're one of the sleeper teams out there. And I know they have that big game in St. Angelo versus Eaton. Mm-hmm. I want to book past them if they not, they knock them off. Uh, I, I think they have a good shot. You know, if they play their game, you know, control the tempo and so forth, you know, get on score early. Uh, they'll be surprised if they, they, they advance to the, to the regional quarterfinal round. Um, yeah, and the winner of another, the, the winner, I'm sorry, the uh, the winner of that matchup would set up a regional. The winner of that uh, El Paso Franklin Eaton matchup would would set up a regional quarterfinal versus the Odessa Permian South Lake Carroll winner. So you want to talk about a very tasty, uh, very tasty regional quarterfinal? That would be incredible. So yeah, no, I I agree completely. Agree with you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, there, coach. And then we also have Prosper. I think they might be. I think they might. They might be the favorite. I mean, they've been really. I know they had a test with with the Capel girls, but I mean, right. Capel's. You know, I mean, boys and girls. They they have a great Capel's program. Capel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the name speaks for itself, and but I think they might. This could be the year for Prosper to, to get so to get a little prosperous and get themselves a, a state title this year. Right. Uh, but they're gonna have to beat some quality teams in order to get to you know get to Georgetown. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and it's no, it's no disrespect to any program uh, whatsoever, but it, it is, you know, when we talk about kind of getting lucky a little bit along the way, you know, sometimes upsets, upsets happen and things kind of roll your way in terms of who you might play in the next round, but also sometimes just the draw, the draw of the tournament. Some teams might have a, it's not that some teams, have an easy path, but some teams you can tell they just have a drastically harder path to try to make it to uh, what normally would be the state, uh, <laughs> the state tournament, right? The regional tournament and the state tournament. And, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute, but <clears throat> all right, coach. So, so that's talking now. So we've looked at our by district, uh, kind of by district results of very, very wild first round we talked a little bit of some key matchups at the at the regional or I'm sorry at the area level uh, on Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday. And then uh, we're not going to dive into too much more beyond that at this point. We'll talk about that more next week, but um, one of the things and one of the things that we we posted on the 5050 podcast posted on earlier today is um, the Dallas Cup being scheduled right smack in the middle of the Texas high school soccer playoffs. Um, and, uh, and I just really not enough people are, uh, whatever you want to call it, griping, complaining, or just even talking about it. Right. Um, but the effect, you, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to say that teams aren't going to be impacted, uh, either logistically or just, you know, have heavy legs for, for one of their playoff games, uh, whether it be, uh, the, an area round matchup early in the week or a regional quarterfinal matchup at the end of the week. 
or worse yet, if you have some players that they, you know, I'd like to think that they're not going to pick a, uh, a, a club, a club showcase game. So sort of a club tournament game versus a uh, over a, you know, high school state uh, regional quarterfinal match. But that's uh, I speak from experience. That's actually ha- that's happened to me as a high school soccer coach. So so it does it does happen or it is going to be a, a possible issue. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. What, what are your thoughts on what to me seems like not enough people are talking about of the possible impact, the effect that that Dallas Cup is going to have on on teams this week across the state? Yeah. Well, with the Dallas Cup, I know it's probably one of the prestigious uh, youth tournaments here, probably in the world, too. I mean, they get international teams. I know they're not getting them this year. Right. But I think they should have been a little bit smarter about scheduling, you know, this in the middle of a high school seat, like the, in the playoffs. And uh, I think that this could have maybe waited a little bit longer. I think for me personally, you know, the Dallas Cup should be played, you know, like late May, maybe early June. That allow more teams to, you know, more teams to come. And especially now with the, with the pandemic, now the more people are getting more of the vaccines to offer. I think it would have been a lot better. You had a little more turnout to, to, the, to that. You know, and then I did get to see, I did see a comment on Twitter about one, I think one parent mentioned or somebody mentioned that some of the club teams were not going to allow the kids to play in the high school playoffs. And to me, that's a shame. And that's, you know, every kid wants to fight for their high school team. It's about, you know, pride, you're a pride of your school. Right. You know, and I think, I think out of that, you know, we, the, we all need to work together and, and compromise. Uh, but we also don't want to wear out the players too. You know, we, we need to have a little more common sense about scheduling, you know, you know, not putting down the Dallas cup is not important, but so is that, you know, I guess the high school playoffs are, are just as important as well. It's just find a meeting, like a good balance to say, okay, let's, let's work things out. Let's get things like we can work around. So that way everybody's happy. I, I think that's something that needs to be discussed around, you know, club coaches and, and the, well, actually, you know, cat, you know, club directors and, and, the, and the high school coaches in the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, speaking of which, kind of some up, some updated information here, we were talking about other playoff matches uh, that are scheduled to take place on Monday. So here it is confirmed. It'll actually be uh, one of the teams that you were just discussing that a lot of people are very big on uh, Prosper, the Prosper Women's Soccer, Prosper High School. They will be taking on Arlington High School uh, this Monday, March 29th. That game is slated for 7.30 p.m. at Marcus High School. So that's another one that'll, that will not take place on Tuesday and will actually take place on Monday. So, uh, yeah, well said, Coach. Uh, I think in terms of governing bodies, uh, you know, your, your officials, officials that put together the Dallas Cup, uh, you know, the Dallas Cup tournament, um, and maybe a little bit better of co- maybe some better collaboration there along with the UIL and school districts. Uh, it doesn't take a lot to kind of reach out and make some phone calls and get better ideas. So yeah, couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, but ultimately, like you said, I think putting the, uh, putting the health of it, no matter what, it's like, what's best for the, what's best for the kids, right? What's best for the student athletes and put their above all else is their health. So yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of exactly what I'm, uh, what I'm hinting at when I say that not enough people are talking about, because that could, that could raise an issue later in the week, uh, for sure. So, 
And then our last thing that we wanted to dive into before we go, Coach, is, um, and you and I, have, we started to have this conversation a little bit offline after our, uh, our big bracketology uh, <laughs> show uh, back on Wednesday uh, when you all uh, invited me on the uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. But the, so what, what's kind of getting all the news, all the real buzz, it seems like, is the, uh, the, the fact that there will be no traditional state tournament this year, meaning that would be your uh, both your semifinal and then your final on different days, on back-to-back -back days there in Georgetown at Berkelbach Field. And instead, it will be only the final, only the championship matchups will take place uh, there in Georgetown. But so that's kind of getting all the buzz, right? But, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, but what doesn't seem to be getting nowhere near as much the amount of buzz um, or discussion in terms of just logistically, the added travel, the impact that that is going to have is the fact that there are there are not going to there are going to be no regional tournaments. Uh, meaning, so normally the teams that qualify for the regional semifinals they have a separate they have a separate uh, a separate mini tournament, right, so to speak which consists yeah. of the regional semifinal and the regional final. So all these four teams, they all go to one location and they have it out in back-to-back -back days, right? That is not going to happen this year also because of, again, COVID. Um, so, and I feel, you know, we feel that that is not being discussed enough. What, uh, what are your thoughts on that in terms of the, uh, the projected impact? That, that's really going to affect as far as, you know pulling students out of class class uh, if you see some of the schedule outs already I, I saw games at 10 o'clock in the morning at two o'clock and or, or 4 p.m and that's 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 I've never really seen that before so and then now because of you know COVID, because of COVID-19 has really affected that and I think the 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 main thing is that they want the kids to come back home at a certain at a certain time. So, you know, especially, I think the biggest one is region one, you know, you're stretching out from the Metroplex all the way to El Paso. And so I feel for those kids, you know, making those long drives, uh, I mean, being on, on a charter bus for five hours, you know, going over to Lubbock or, or, or Midland Odessa just to play a game, you know, it, it can take a toll on you. And, and especially during midweek, I, I wish the UIL kind of really thought through this, you know, maybe done the same format as like what they do with um, with baseball and softball and just have playoff games on the weekends. And I think that would have been a better situation. You know, I guess, and, you know, the travel wouldn't be as much because it's on the weekends, you know, you know, you know, not worrying about waking up early and going to school or, lo or logging in, going to school, you know, whichever the students are doing nowadays. So I think they really should have cut it through. But the biggest thing is not having a regional tournament. They're going to have to, you know, you, there could be some scenarios that we're going to have to travel some distances just to play a regional semifinal and then a regional final. And same thing with the state semifinal. So, like, for example, we'll have the regional, let's say we have a team from El Paso win region one, and now they're going to play a, a team from East Texas from region two. And you got to play it during the middle of the week. You know, where, <laughs> right. where, where's, the, where's the halfway point, you know, so... Unless they flip home, that's another thing. Will they be flipping home and home? Um, I know some coaches might might want to 
have someone do like a nine hour drive on a bus. So. I was gonna say, I don't know, I don't know anybody that wants to do that versus a school from El Paso, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's that's gonna that's really gonna that could affect a lot of these teams, you know, going into these later rounds, you know. Who's going to be the uh, quote unquote, the road warrior who can handle the stress being on right. the road. And, and, and then they even being out during the week because the recovery time is not going to be as much, you know, a lot, I think I'm surprised there were not, not a lot, a lot of more games on Monday than on Tuesday. So that way they have a quick turnaround and play. Like I said, most of them are going to be playing on Fridays. Right. So, right. so that's, like I said, that's really going to, it's going to be interesting to see region and most you know the valley and San Antonio Austin probably the so as you like I said it's gonna be interesting what how these coaches plan as far as the halfway points and then the turnaround times is gonna that like I said that could affect you from getting into this you know getting into the state tournament so I'm mean, gonna state championship game. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in this next few weeks. Yeah, I've I've often found it interesting. You know, and I was telling a friend this uh, yesterday. Actually, what's always what I've always found interesting, and I I mean I get it to a certain extent as to why in terms of logistically, but um, what I've always found interesting is you have all these schools across the state of Texas that they play right in the dead of winter, uh, and they're playing Tuesday nights, Friday nights for the most part, right? Uh, in the dead of winter, in the cold, in the evening. And then they get to the they get to the state playoffs and they're playing these 11 a.m. games, noon kickoff games in the spring. Uh, and in some cases, you know, there was one, uh, some, of our, some, of, uh, some of our schools or one school in particular out here in El Paso in speaking with a parent, they were talking about how uh, they had to make that trip out to, to Odessa and how, how hot it actually was for their game. And uh, um, for a Friday, for a Friday morning game and uh, how, how hot it was. And, you know, and they were just and inevitably when you're that age, you're not going to make an excuse. You're not going to use that as the, as the excuse. You're just going to play. But I do find it interesting that we play the entire season at a certain time of day, you know, in the coldest part of the year. And then we get to the playoffs and we're kind of all over the place. So, yeah, it's it's it, it can be tough. It can be tough for sure. So. Yeah, that the weather, like I said, um, I think one perfect example was um, uh, actually I actually had a friend of mine, my friend Steve, went to go see the Reagan game versus the New Braunfels boys, and he was mentioning a lot of them were cramping up. Right. And and that that's and especially if you play on turf, that's going to be a little worse with the you know with the heat, you know, oh, yeah. taking 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 effect on you. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I think you know, and speaking of which. Um, I was trying to look it up right now just to verify, but it does look um, I'm seeing early reports that weather, I don't know about maybe Tuesday's area round matchups, but mm -hmm. the quarterfinal, the regional quarterfinal matchups later in the week, looks like they, they might be affected by weather. Um, so that's always a, a fun variable. So, um, so yeah, so we'll see what kind of impact that has uh, in certain parts of the state for sure. So um, again, he is, he is Coach Rafa Castorena, Coach Rafa, as, as I call him. Uh, you can he is you can find him on Twitter at Papa Soccerites. I'll let him spell that out for you. Uh, <laughs> and he's also a co-host of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. 
and you can find them at SATX Soccer. You can find them on Twitter again at SATX Soccer. Um, so, uh, Coach, this has been great. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for being on with us. Uh, any uh, any last things? Any final plugs? Anything uh, where we can find you? Uh, any anything you want to share with us? Well, tomorrow, like I said, uh, for the Santa Soccer Roundtable, we'll be on live tomorrow night at seven. So, like I said, we'll be on Twitter. We'll be on Facebook Live. Uh, you can send us send us some questions. We're going to be discussing uh, the soccer playoffs from Region Four. Just going the highlights, and also discussing San Antonio FC news. Uh, I know we just, uh, think we signed a new player this week, and also they had a scrimmage with FC Dallas. That they actually tell actually we're, we're surprised that they televised on, on Facebook Live for that one. Right. So we got to see that, and then also coming a little discussions. Hopefully, doing some of the lower level, uh, you know, for the amateur level soccer. You know, we'll, we'll discuss dive into that a little bit as well. And then so we look forward to you know have, having more follows on, on follow us on Twitter. As like I said, at SATX soccer. Love to have you guys. You know, we were very responsive and, you know, just, just, you know, love to hear you guys, talk, you know, come on, you know, questions on our show. Yeah. You all, you all have been doing some great things for a long, long time, going all the way back to when uh, uh, my boy Scott, you know, was, was exclusively, I think, producing the show, host, you know, and started hosting the show and then, uh, and then added to the team with you all. And uh, I know, with uh royce royce the voice right on yeah. there as well and then uh, i know you guys get um uh danielle uh miss toes wiggle on there as well you guys and you all have always been great going back to my my san antonio days when i was there uh there in san antonio you all have been great uh, gracious to to me and my pro my program there before so and uh, hopefully looking forward to uh to having a program there again soon uh for our listeners uh, that may not be aware. Uh, I did announce this week that I will be stepping down from my role as head coach, head women's soccer coach uh, here at Isleta High School here in El Paso. As uh, we are, my family and I, along with the Fifty Fifty podcast, we are headed to uh, we're headed about uh, five hundred and something miles east, southeast, I guess you could say, to back to San Antonio. Uh, but yeah, I mean we're we're excited and uh, yeah, looking forward to being able to collaborate with. Uh, as a you know uh san antonio soccer roundtable a lot more in the future and uh excited we're very excited uh not excited about leaving uh leaving el paso uh love this place this is uh this is my hometown this will always be my hometown uh but uh we're uh, this is something that's in the best interest for the family so uh, so we're excited about that so coach thank you again for everything we look forward thank to you. again again this is going to be a kind of a little uh multi-episode mini-series, I guess, if we want to call it, the our Inside Texas High School Soccer, the uh, state playoffs edition. So this will be, uh, you know, episode one. So thank you again, Coach. We look forward to having you on here again next weekend where we'll cover both results uh, from the uh, area round as well as the regional quarterfinals, and then we'll, we'll start looking ahead. So thank you again. And for our listeners, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Sun City Prep Academy is currently accepting registration for its postgraduate and elite youth academy teams for the upcoming training season. For more information, visit our website, www.suncityprep.com. Unlock your potential. Compete at the highest level. Find your future at Sun City Prep Academy.
And welcome back to the 5050 Podcast presented by Physical Athletics. You can find our proud partners, Physical Athletics, on all social media platforms at Physical Athletic, that's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L Athletic, as well as on their website at physicalathletics.com. So, our first, the very first episode of our special edition Inside Texas High School Soccer uh, is in the books. Thank you to uh, Coach, uh, Coach Rafa for joining us. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of good insight. We broke down quite a bit across all regions. Obviously, a little bit more of an emphasis on regions, our, our specialties, Region 1 and Region 4. But we looked at uh, multiple key matchups and key results across the state. Um, he also gave us insight as to some of the key games that, uh, uh, that he's, uh, he's going to be keeping a close eye on um, this coming week. So again, as a reminder, the area round, we, we go into the area round this week starting Monday. The bulk of the area round matchups will take place on Tuesday, March 30th. But there will, be, there will definitely be some, uh, some area round matchups that start on Monday, March 29th. So looking forward to that. Then we'll, uh, we'll transition from there uh, on Fridays where you will see the overwhelming majority of the regional quarterfinal matchups that start at that point. So we hit on a, we hit on a lot of things, including the, the impact of the Dallas Cup, particularly this year in a COVID year. We hit on, obviously, the, uh, there might be some, uh, some issues with weather, with weather later in the week that might affect some teams. And then, of course, we also hit on uh, the fact that, uh, you know, there will be no uh, no regional tournament this year, which will mean more travel for some teams. So that will also be a factor. So many things, uh, a lot of great stuff. So, again, thank you to Coach Rafa. Uh, uh, he'll be joining us again next week. And next week we'll, uh, we'll basically do a recap of, the, this, of this upcoming week's results, uh, which will be, again, the area round and the regional quarterfinal round. And then we'll look ahead to the uh, regional semifinal matchups. So a lot of great stuff that will be on our next episode, on episode two of Inside Texas High School Soccer, our state playoffs edition. So again, uh, don't forget, continue to thank you and continue to tag us on all your posts, your pregame, your promos, your postgame, those scores, halftime scores. Continue to tag us. Continue to use, that, as you know, our unifying hashtag of TXHSSOC for Texas High School Soccer, as well as our official uh, our official hashtag, I should say, for uh, for the state playoffs this year, which is our hashtag Second Season Twenty One. Again, hashtag Second Season Twenty One uh, for our for our listeners or for our new listeners in terms of where they're trying to find us. Again, you can find us on all all major podcast platforms. And the quickest way to find us is because we are a member of a Day in the Life Network. You can go, um, you can just just search a Day in the Life colon unplugged, and that's where you'll find all episodes of the Fifty Fifty Podcast, to include this episode, obviously. So, thank you again to all of our listeners. We continue to grow. Our downloads are are increasing. We continue to grow again. Uh, and uh, one of the things that we're most proud of is the fact that not only are we being listened to across the state and across the country, but also in nine different countries. So very awesome. And it's it's all because of you guys, because of our listeners. So whether it doesn't matter whether you are a parent, a student athlete, all right, an administrator, and obviously a coach. All right, this is this show is for the people that are dedicated to the beautiful game that support the beautiful game. So thank you again for everything. 
And until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 podcast presented by Physical Athletics. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod and at Coach H. Cano, as well as on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.